Hello, and welcome to For the Journey, a podcast offering formation and inspiration to Christians longing for more of God in their lives and in the world. For the Journey is presented by Coracle, a ministry committed to inspiring and enabling people to be the presence of God in the brokenness of the world through spiritual formation for kingdom action. We want to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God so that you can go further into the world with God's loving, healing, redeeming power. For the Journey is a space where each week we hope to help you encounter God and live a more integrated life of faith in the world by offering a regular rhythm of reflections, guided spiritual practices, thoughtful conversations, and more. This week, we share a space for God offered by Marissa Salgado, the programs director at Casa Chirilagua in Alexandria, Virginia. Marissa explores the deep truths contained in John 15's image of Jesus as the vine and us as the branches. And she guides us through a moving imaginative prayer exercise on the passage. We hope you're blessed by Marissa's thoughtful reflection, and you can learn more about the terrific work of Casa Chirilagua in the show notes. Here's Marissa. I'm so excited to be here this morning, um, just with the Coracle community. Um, yeah, as Carla mentioned, my name is Marissa Salgado, um, and I work and live in the Chirilagua neighborhood of Alexandria, which is a neighborhood of predominantly Central American immigrant families. Um, me and my husband have been here for about five years now, and it is just a delight to um, serve alongside our neighbors and friends um, in this incarnational way. Um, and so today I'm really excited just to sort of dive in and share a little bit about um, just one of my favorite passages of scripture. Um, and also just kind of lead us through an exercise to see, yeah, what it is that the Lord has for us today. Um, we're gonna be going through John 15, um, which for me has just been a really special passage um, in this season. And uh, as we've been in our neighborhood um, the last 18 months, you know, lots of things have been going on um, and it's been a really intense season of ministry. And I know that our team and myself um, have at times felt really tired, feeling burnt out, feeling like we're just sort of like sprinting um, at like a sprint pace each and every day. Um, and just like dealing with the hardship um, of what our neighbors are encountering and the heartache that's going on in our world. Um, and at the same time, we've also gotten to see miraculous things happen in our neighborhood. Um, we read in scripture that, you know, Jesus does the feeding of the 5,000. We saw that happen weekly in our neighborhood over the course of this last year. And so just holding those things in tension um, sometimes can feel like work. But what John 15 constantly reminds me is that to be in that tension and to be in Christ actually isn't any work at all. Um, and so that's kind of what I want us to sort of dive into today, um, because I've just been reminded in the last couple of weeks how this idea of abiding in Christ is um, not just like integral to my long term flourishing, um, but just like to my day to day survival in my neighborhood, in my family, in my walk with the Lord. Um, so I'm going to go ahead um, and just uh, open us with some quick prayer, and then I'll share my screen so we can take a look at the passage together. 
Um, so Lord, I thank you for each and every person who is here on this call. God, I pray that this morning our hearts would be open um, just to your word and to your Holy Spirit, um, and that we would be willing to just receive what it is that you have with us, um, for us, God, with such, such joy, um, and that it would carry us through our days today and our weeks. Amen. So I'll go ahead and share my screen. So this is, let me move all you out of the way. So here you go, reading from the book of John chapter 15. I am the vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Such a good passage. Um, so just a little bit of context behind what's going on here in John 15, what sort of happened beforehand. Um, so this is likely taking place either in the upper room um, where their disciples and Jesus are sharing in, in what would be the Last Supper, um, or just as they've left on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, and so before this, Jesus has um, done all of these really beautiful acts of love. He's washed the disciples' feet. He has proclaimed to them um, that he is the way to the Father and only through him. Um, and he's promised the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so there's been a lot of things that have happened that Jesus has promised just in these moments before um, he starts to speak about this idea of the vine and the branches. Um, and what I love about this passage and where it is in the story is that knowing what he is about to endure, Jesus, in his um, death and crucifixion and resurrection, um, but then also knowing what his dearly beloved disciples um, are about to endure as they witness him being crucified, and then as they go on to live and be a part of the early days of the church, um, he knows what they're about to go through, and what he gives them is a really beautiful picture of their identity um, that they can cling to, and also um, a really just clear image of what it is that he is going to ask of them, not just in his crucifixion, not just in his resurrection, but to the end of their days. Um, and what he's going to ask of them is to just abide in him as he does in them. And uh, one of the definitions for the word abide that I really love that I feel like resonates with this passage is that abiding means to continue in a place. Um, and that I love that because there's an action, but also a rootedness to it, that you are continuing to stay in a place. Um, and this invitation that Jesus is extending to his disciples is that they would continue 
in the place of Christ and abiding in the place of Christ. Um, we did this, uh, we read through this passage a couple of months ago with some of our students at CASA and my husband was leading an exercise with them. And what he had done is he had gone out into the park and he had gotten a bunch of just branches and twigs from off of the ground and put them in a bag. And after we read through this passage with the students, he handed out sticks to all of them, to a bunch of middle schoolers. And he said, okay guys, everybody can go home once we all have some fruit in our hands. And they were like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, we haven't had our snack yet today. Here are your branches. Everybody can go home once fruit grows off of your branches. And they looked at him like, Mr. John, you're crazy. That's impossible. And he was like, why? Trying to get them to get it. Like, why doesn't this work? And they were like, because it's not connected to anything. It doesn't have at all what it means. Um, and it seems like a really silly example for how to demonstrate that. But it's true, unless the branch is connected to what it's supposed to be connected to, it's not gonna be do what it's meant to do. Branches are meant to hold the fruit. They're meant to bear fruit. Like it's how they're designed, it's what their purpose is. And yet they can't live into their purpose fully unless they choose to be what they are, which is a branch that's connected to the vine. And it's the same for us. We can't be all that we're meant to be in the kingdom with all of the giftings um, and the ways that we reflect the Lord. We can't be um, all that we're destined to be in the kingdom with Christ unless we choose to be what we are, which is branches. And I feel like oftentimes when I've read through this passage, we just focus on the idea that we are the branch, but I love that it's this interconnected image of me as the branch, Christ as the vine, and the father as the vine dresser. Um, and why I love this idea of a branch choosing to abide in the vine is because at the end of the day, there's no work that needs to be done on the part of the branch to stay connected to the vine. All the branch needs to do is to say, okay, I surrender to being a branch. I will exhale all of this trust in me and I will choose to be a branch. And the vine is the one that keeps the branch attached. The vine is the one who keeps the branch full of all that it needs to fulfill its purpose. And the vine dresser is the one who tends to and cares for and makes sure um, that everything about the branch and the vine is good and secure. Um, and I think for me, that has been such a blessing because I think growing up um, in the evangelical church and just in the church that I grew up in, it often felt like there were all of these things that I have to do in order to be secure in Christ. Um, and that's not to say that there aren't ways that we pursue Christ and um, it is a relationship and there are things that we do in a relationship, but this idea of abiding had become for me something that was almost oppressive, like this work that I had to do that required so much energy of me in order to stay and be a branch. Um, but what this passage is saying is all we have to do is choose to be a branch, to abide in me, and I in you, that we would choose to abide in Christ and he would abide in us, that we would choose to abide in his words and he will then abide in us, that we would choose to abide in his love and he will do all of the work of keeping us there. Um, abiding isn't supposed to be something that is work. It is something that is deeply restful. Um, and when we surrender to abiding and just being a branch, 
what it does is it makes space for Christ to be the vine and for the father to be the vine dresser. And it gives them so much space to do and be what they are and to do the work um, of keeping us there. And so um, what I really want to do this morning is I'm going to stop sharing my screen um, is this idea that abiding isn't work and it's actually really restful and that our rest spurs us on into deeper restlessness with the Lord and a deeper longing for him. And it's this beautiful cycle of rest and longing and rest and longing um, is I just want to lead us through uh, an exercise this morning. It's going to be sort of like a listening prayer, an imaginative prayer um, to invite the Lord to speak into this idea of where are we maybe just like putting in so much work to access him when really all he's saying is just come and sit in my presence, just come and abide in me and let me do the work of keeping you there. Um, so if this exercise, if this idea of listening prayer isn't something that you've maybe done before, or maybe feel a little uncomfortable with, that's okay. We're going to do it as a community. Um, I'm going to invite us all to just sort of close our eyes and take a deep breath as we start. Um, and I'm just going to sort of walk us through a series of questions. Um, and we're going to invite the Lord into the space to speak. Um, and if at any point, um, the questions that I'm asking, you are in a different place with Jesus and he is talking to you about something else. Feel free to just continue listening to what he's asking and ignore my voice. Um, but if the questions are helpful, then, um, yeah, I invite you to just stay with us in this exercise. Um, and so, yeah, I would just invite everyone to just kind of close their eyes and just take a deep breath. I want you to picture in your mind, um, just think of a really comfortable place. It can be a place from your childhood. Maybe it's the room that you're in right now. Maybe it's your favorite spot uh, in a park near your home. But picture a comfortable place, a place where you feel safe and where you feel at home. What does the space look like? What does it smell like? What do you hear? How are you feeling as you're in this space? Now I invite you to think about, has there been any space in your life, in your walk with God this week, this last month, this last year, where you felt yourself like hustling and working and just putting in all of your effort to be connected and it feels exhausting or you feel tired? Is there any part of abiding that has felt like work.
I want you to picture Jesus entering this place that you're in. Maybe he's opening the door to come into the room that you're in. Maybe he's walking up the hill on the grass to meet you. What does he look like? What is he wearing? What's the expression on his face as he walks towards you? And as Jesus comes up to you, he just leans in and embraces you. What are you feeling as he embraces you and as he sits down next to you? And as he sits down next to you, he looks up at you and he has something to respond about that thing that has felt like work. What does Jesus have to say? Jesus, I thank you that you are a God who simply longs for our yes. All you ask us for is our yes. And you do everything else, Lord. All we ask is that we would surrender to who you have invited us to be, branches attached to the vine and tended to by the vine dresser. And you do so much beautiful work within us and around us and through us, Lord. God, I pray for each of these sisters and brothers here on this call that our invitation to abide and to rest deeply in your presence would not be something that requires effort and work and energy, 
but it would be as simple as an exhale of breath and that we would be able to fall into your presence, abiding in you for all of our days, Lord. Because when we choose to abide, everything else comes, God. So we thank you for meeting us, for encountering us, for this invitation to deep abiding. I pray, Lord, um, that we would go forth in our day choosing to be branches, knowing that you are the good vine. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to For the Journey. We hope you'll join us again next week. And in the meantime, you can explore past episodes and see what we're up to at inthecoracle.org and on social media at inthecoracle. If you were blessed by what you just heard, please subscribe as we'll be releasing new episodes each week. Please also feel free to rate and review the show and share this episode around with others who might be blessed by it. For the Journey is made possible by the generous support of our Coracle partners, the wonderful men and women who choose to support this ministry through their prayers and financial gifts. If you're one of our partners and are listening, we are so grateful for you. If you would like to join us as a sustaining partner, you can set up a monthly donation of any amount at inthecoracle.org support. The link is in the show notes. Our growing community of partners gets access to tailor-made resources, gifts, and events, and we would love for you to be a part of that. Our theme song is Mystery Hymn from our friends at Lowland Hum. Please give them a listen wherever you get your music. And so, friends, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen, and we will see you on the journey. Hallelujah.